You're listening to Devo Talks. In this episode, if there's one lesson that I've learned and that helped us a lot at Febronois is to be transparent. Okay. To be transparent and honest uh, with everybody, with your customers, uh, your suppliers, uh, your employees. Hello, everyone. My name is Yann Lamasson, and you're listening to Devo Talks, the podcast devoted to sharing the latest advances, ideas, and trends concerning technology and cybersecurity from IT influencers. In today's show, you'll be hearing from a real entrepreneur in the field of IT networking and telecommunications. His name is Jean-François Levesque, and he's the CEO and founder of Obkio, a local Montreal tech company. I'm super excited that he was able to join us in the studio today. So grab your coffee, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey, Jean-Francois, thank you so much for coming into the studio with us today. I'm so excited that you decided to join us. Yeah, thanks, Ken, for the invitation. It's great to be here. Oh, I'm really excited. Uh, today, uh, I wanted to bring you in because I thought your story was fascinating little bit about uh, your entrepreneur skills. And I thought it's always great to learn from somebody that's kind of done it from scratch, right out of, uh, of college and just went right into business world. Yeah. Uh, so I wanted to, uh, to touch on that a little bit at first, a little bit about your background. How did this whole uh, uh, story of being in the telecommunications networking, how did this all start? Yep. So um, I'm a, um, an engineer, computers, uh, computer engineering. Okay. Uh, I studied Polytechnic Montreal. Um, so I gradu- graduated in uh, 2006. Um, then I was a consultant in the open source uh, world. Wow. And then my uh, two partners at Febronois, uh, they were working for an, an ISP in Montreal. Um, and they were doing a lot of things. Um, SIP, uh, voice over IP, they were doing internet connectivity and fiber optic. And they had the, the, that idea to do only fiber optic connectivity for businesses. Oh. Uh, but they needed someone more technical to help them with the, with the project. So in February uh, 2007, they presented the, the project to me and I decided to, uh, to jump in, in the train and to, to create the company with them. So as the CTO of the company, um, so we had uh, Literally nothing at that time. Uh, so we, we built the, the company from scratch. Um, so in July, uh, I left my consultant uh, job to, to do that uh, full time. In September, we had our first customer. Wow. And guess what? When we signed our customer, we had absolutely nothing. <laughs> and that first customer, he knew that uh, we had absolutely nothing, but we have a good plan. Uh, we know exactly what, what we, we need to do to, uh, to build that company and then to offer them uh, some uh, private connectivity. Fiber optic connectivity. Well, that's amazing. Yeah. So after uh, Fibre Noir, which is like black fiber in English, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the black idea, fiber, yeah. uh, it went, uh, it translated to, so you did that for how many years? 10 years. 10, 10 years. years. So during that journey, we, um, we started, we were uh, three, um, three guys in, uh, in my kitchen, literally. Uh, and then we, at the end, we sold the company at over uh, 100 employees to Videotron, the wow. largest cable company in, uh, in Quebec. That's amazing. Yes, it is. Good. Great, yes. great experience in learning, right? Absolutely. <laughs> From yeah. nothing to yeah. something. Yeah. That's, that's really cool. Um, now, uh, so now you're no longer with Fibre Noir, but you've, you've, tra- you've changed uh, to another venture. What are you doing now? Yeah, so I left Fibre two years ago. Okay. Uh, and after some break, taking care of the kids and, and enjoying life, I uh, decided to start a new company. It's called Upkill. Okay. And we do performance monitoring for IT teams. Oh, wow. So it's um, usually IT teams, they, are, they, they, they already have some monitoring software, okay. uh, but it's mostly fault monitoring and device monitoring. Sure. So they know what's going on there, on their servers, on their switches, routers, firewall. They have some information about the health of the, of the firewall, for example, but they don't have performance 
performance monitoring that measure the end-to-end -end performance of, for example, the network, or eventually mm -hmm. what we'll do, the, the application. So right now we focus really on that, on network, with my background with Fibre Noir. Yeah. So we, we provide um, uh, monitoring software and more visibility to IT teams so they can have a, a, a real idea of the performance from, for example, the Earth office to the cloud or for the, from the different branch offices to the HQ. Oh, wow. That's really cool. That's probably much needed in uh, small businesses today, right? Yes, it is. And small, medium, and even large businesses. Sure. So uh, you, usually the, the end user, they complain about two things. Okay. Either it's down or it's slow. Yeah. When it's down, you have your traditional fault management software. Uh, and it's, um, uh, it, it, it's, it's not a good thing when something is down. But usually it's easy to fix or sure. at least to find where the issue is. You find the issue, you fix it, and then the issue is probably gone. Yeah. Well, you hope so. Uh, when you have uh, a slowness or intermittent issue, that's hard. That's hard because the end user, uh, for example, they have voice over IP and the line is choppy. And then they come back to you uh, a few hours later and say, hey, my call this morning, it was not good. Yeah, well, everything looks okay. I don't have any red, uh, red flag. Everything's green. Um, and they don't have any visibility on the network quality. And they, they cannot go back in time and, and see, did I have any issues with, with my network? Or if they have any issue or degradation, either on their network, but on their provider's network, uh. they, they don't see it unless someone else complains. And the, the worst monitoring software is your end users. Oh, you, nice. you don't want your end user to, to tell you that you have an issue. You want to be proactive. You want to uh, uh, find the issue as fast as possible to fix it. And if possible, make sure it doesn't affect your, your users. So where did this, uh, the vision for Obkio, did you see, look at the market and kind of see a need and you said, wow, we really is a, a hole yeah. in the market for that? So, so what happened in the last, um, let, let's say 10 years ago, uh, everybody was moving all the IT to a centralized location, which was the, the headquarter. Okay. Uh, they were building private networks, fiber networks, what we were doing at Fibre Noir. Yeah. They have very good connectivity from, from the, the branch offices to the HQ, maybe one data center, no cloud. At that time, there was no cloud. Uh, and they were able to control the performance of all the, um, um, let's say, the, the IT stack or the network stack. Now, more and more, everything is going to the cloud. Uh, people are using SaaS services. Um, mm. They don't control everything, but they have to support uh, all, all the end users. Yeah. So the branch offices, they connect to the internet directly with a broadband connection. They access Office 365 or, or SaaS uh, offering on the internet. And the IT team is centralized in, in one location, the HQ, and they have absolutely no visibility of, on, on the performance at the, the, the branch office. Well, it looks like you guys are doing well then, right, so far? Yeah, yeah. So we started the company 18 months ago. We have uh, a product that we launched uh, uh, at the end of last year, um, and we have, uh, we have customers since then. Um, and then we are still uh, adding more feature uh, every month. Now, uh Let's go back a little bit. So I like to know a little bit about the first experience with a computer from people. So I, my first computer, I remember my dad brought home a Commodore 64 yeah. uh, back in the 80s. Uh, and it was great. So what was your first experience with like maybe the passion or like the love for like, oh, I like computers? Yeah. So it's all started... Uh I was about uh, 13 or 14. Yeah. Um, it was, uh, the computer was a 386. Yeah. Uh, and I remember one of my first experience was to connect to a bulletin, bulletin board system, the BBS, yeah. uh, to, to chat with other people, to play to Lord of the Red Dragon, which is an RPG uh, that you can uh, play online to upload and download files. Uh, so this was, let's say, my first experience with... Uh, with computers, but also with, with internet, or I would say the, the 
telecommunication. Yeah, yeah. So that was the beginning. Uh, after that, uh, I received that uh, Christmas uh, book called uh, How to Program in HTML uh, to Build Websites. Uh, at that time, there was no CSS. Um, when sure. you, <laughs> there was some, there were no iframes, only frames. Yeah. Uh, it was not the, the pretty website that we, we see right now, but that's how I, I started. And then C, C++, Perl. Uh, very early, uh, I started to work on Linux, uh, Red Hat Linux. And I remember at, at what time uh, I, in, I, have a, I had a room at uh, my parents' house and I had seven computers uh, <laughs> all running, doing what? Well, I won, uh, it was an uh, IRC servers. Uh, I won that it was a firewall, another one for a web server and some other just to, to play with. That's awesome. Are you, uh, uh, do you play video games at all? Do you like games? Not too? that much. Not that much? I know. I find I have less time for that kind yeah. of stuff. But back in the day, that was the big thing, right? All right, let's talk a little bit about some of the challenges. The world of uh, IT is moving so fast, right? It is. And um, cybersecurity is like the big buzzword today now, keeping your network secure, keeping your, your password secure. Uh, so what are some of the challenges that you think, uh, that you see working in this, this field of cybersecurity today, some of the big challenges? So uh, I see two of them. The first one is, um, uh, I, would, I would call it the, the IT governance. Um, it is so easy right now to use software as a service. It's so easy for all, all the different teams inside the business to just subscribe to a new software and, and, and to use it. Uh, but are they using it securely? Mm -hmm. uh, the information that they put on that, on, on that software, is it secure or not? Uh, so the only the, the thing that IT people need to to do is to make sure that they they support that team in, in that journey for with, with that new software to make sure that they, they support the installation and the configuration and they are not a roadblock. If they are a roadblock, uh, guess what? The, the users they will find, find a, their own way to use that software. Mm -hmm. uh, so so you need to support them. And with all the different SaaS um, comes another issue. Uh, it's the, the integration between the different software. It's great. You can integrate almost any software. You just download an API key on one, one software, you upload it on the other one, and yeah, you, you, you connect your different softwares. Uh, but uh, by doing that, you're probably leaking some information. Is it okay or not? Well, it needs to be analyzed. You need to, to understand what, what you're sending to the, the new um, the, the new software, um, for example, there are some LinkedIn automation, for example, that you can just connect to your CRM. Yeah. It's only a few clicks away. Uh, but, but when you do it, then uh, that automating software, they can just read and write anything in your CRM. Uh -huh. is, that, is that what you want? Maybe, maybe not. But you need, you need to take a look at it and make sure that the, um, your users are aware that if they, access, if they grant access from a software to another one, there, there is a security risk there. Now, once again, with the, world, the IT world moving so quickly, how are, what are some ways that you like to uh, stay current, you know, stay up to date? Because like, it seems like every six months, everything changes, right? Yeah, it uh, is. First, uh, I'm listening to a lot of podcasts. Um, I'm, a I'm also a programmer. Okay. So one of, the, of them I'm listening to is some podcasts about Python. And there are some of them that only list some of the, the, let's say the headlines and the news, uh, what's new in the, in the industry. Um, then when there's something interesting, uh, um, in the past years, I've read a lot of books uh, to understand how things are working. I go to some conference, uh, for example, in networking, there's Cisco Live, about the cloud, there's a, a AWS reInvent where you can meet with a lot of people. Yeah. Um, I listen to a lot of YouTube videos. Um, Cisco Live, reInvent, they have a lot of great presentation. Everything is recorded. 
Uh, anyway, even if you go to the event, you cannot watch all, the, all of them. There's hundreds, if not thousands of them. So a lot of stuff on YouTube. Sure. Uh, so what are some, some lessons that you learned uh, through the journey of starting from scratch kind of thing? Yeah. If there's one lesson that I've learned and that helped us a lot at Febronois is to be transparent. Okay. To be transparent and honest uh, with everybody, with your customers, uh, your suppliers, uh, your employees. Um, you know, uh, when for, let me give you an example. Um, when we were uh, delivering fiber optic, um, so the sales team, they meet with a customer and uh, the competitor is telling, well, for sure you'll have the fiber in 30 days. Um, well, what we explain to the customer is that the fiber is not in the building. Uh, we are in winter right now. So when we'll try to just uh, insert the fiber in, in the hole, uh, um, in, the, in the conduit to get inside the building, maybe there will be ice. Mm -hmm. If there's ice, well, there are some solutions. First, we can just uh, send very hot water inside the, the conduit. But hey, the conduit is going in your server room. So probably you don't want to have a lot of, of water in your server room. Uh, we can dig uh, in front of your building. But hey, that's costly. A few thousand dollars to, to do that. Or we can maybe just wait for more weeks to... to just wait that there's no more ice in the conduit. Mm. And then the customer, they understood at that time that, wow, you're transparent, you're honest, you know exactly what you're doing. You don't promise, we, we, you don't promise us what you cannot deliver, we'll go with you. So that, that started with the sales and exactly the same thing with the, the, the delivery, uh, all the operation and the support. If you have a fiber cut, if you have an issue, tell the customer that you have an issue. Uh, at Febronois, we, we tweeted our uh, issues. At WQ, we have a status page where we put the information. First, if you have an issue and you tell your customers, you'll have less customers calling you. They will know exactly what's going on. And, and they would, if they need, for example, to send people home to work from home because they don't have uh, any access to, to the internet at their office, at least they, they know that they, they need to do it right now because it will take maybe 12 hours to repair the, the connectivity. Mm. So be honest, there, uh, a lot of people said, well, we, do, we should not tell our customers that we have issue. Uh, it can uh, be bad for our reputation. No, no, no. The customers, they want to, to understand and we are partners with our customers and they will stay a long time if uh, you're honest and transparent with them. All right, so in, in the world we live in today, we got a lot of young people going into uh, uh, programming, development, uh, web development, and uh, it's kind of a business is booming, we'll say, right? Uh, what, are, what would be a single piece of advice you'd maybe give to some, maybe somebody that's in high school uh, or maybe, maybe somebody that's like our age that's, that's switching careers and wants to go into the IT or networking world and they kind of have an idea to be an entrepreneur or something like you did. What would be a single piece of advice you could give to them? Yeah. So if I have a single piece of advice to give them, it would be to test their idea and, sure. and to meet with customers and to make sure that they, they, uh, they fix a, a real issue and they have customers that would agree to pay for what they, they will develop. Uh, there's a lot of cool ideas that maybe not are good uh, product that cannot be sold to customers. So test your idea. Uh, if you can find customers that will help you build that idea and maybe even pay for the development, that's very good. First, it would be good for cash flow. Second, it would be very good for to make sure that what you're developing is really worth uh, some money from uh, for, for customers. Uh, but if I may add also, don't be afraid of big players. Mm. They have a lot of budget, they have a lot of expertise, uh, but it, it's hard for them to, to be as nimble as you could be uh, as a startup. So if you want to develop new, new features, it's much more easier to do it uh, at a startup stage 
than a large enterprise. Well, anyway, that's some great advice, I think, today in uh, the uh, video and the uh, podcast that we had today. Thank you so much, Jean-François, for coming in with us. Now, if somebody wants to get a hold of you and maybe want a little bit more about Obkio, uh, how can they reach you and website and all that stuff? Yeah, obkio.com, contact us, uh, LinkedIn, Twitter. So just send me an email, gf at obkio.com. Thank you so much for coming into the studio, and I hope that everybody enjoys this and there were some great takeaways today. So thank you guys so much for joining us today, and thanks again, Jean-François. I appreciate it. Thank, thank you, you so yeah. much. Thanks. Thank you. Well, I hope that this podcast encouraged and inspired you today, no matter where you are on your IT journey. If you enjoyed the show, please be sure to subscribe to us either on YouTube or via your favorite podcasting app. And also, please share this content on your social media with your friends and family. That will help us out tremendously. Well, until next time, this is Yan from Devo Talks. Have a wonderful day.